thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, God, for letting us have one more day, Father, God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, God. We come to tell you, Father, God, our worship is for real, Father, God. Father, today, Father, God, we asking that we move all restrictions from us right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Move all restrictions from our mind, Father, God. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your way, Father. Father, I'm asking you to touch everybody that's watching, Father, God. I'm asking you to, to empty the cup, Father, God, so the cup could be filled with your word, Father, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, my Mariah Facebook friends and family. This evening, we're going to touch upon a, a, a familiar topic. A familiar topic, and we, sometimes we have to go back to the beginning. Sometimes we have to go back to the beginning. When things seem a little bit chaotic, and things seem a little bit out of order, and things seem out of place, we have to go back to the beginning. Because sometimes we miss some things. There's some intricate details that we might have missed along the way. But some things that we have to reinforce. And especially in the word of God, especially the foundation, we have to reinforce certain issues and certain scriptures. And we have to reinforce them and so they become a, a part of us. So this evening we're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about faith. We understand that it's impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. And I want you to hear that. It's impossible to please God. Now, our main, our main purpose is to glorify God and please God. So the Lord is saying it's impossible to please me if you don't have faith in me. It's impossible to please me if you don't have faith in me. We're going to start off in the uh, Hebrews chapter 11. What is faith? What is faith? It says in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What the world is going through right now, what you see is a lot of people without hope. You see a lot of people without hope. So when you, you have no hope, you automatically fall into despair. You automatically fall into depression when you have no hope. The Lord said, have confidence in me. You believe in the Father, also believe in me. Now hoping for the things and evidence of things that are not seen. You go down to verse 3, it says, By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are invisible. Let me say that again. This is verse 3, Hebrews chapter 11. It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Let's step right there. The word, the worlds were framed by the word of God. We understand that. The Lord said, let there be light. And then there was light. The Lord said, 
Let this creation be on this particular day, and it happened. We have a speaking God. That I want you to understand that we have a speaking God. And if we're going to be more like our creator, we have to speak just like he did. What? Speak his word. We have to speak his word. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the words of God. So the words of God is the book that we have right in front of us, the Bible. This is the word of God. So we frame our world with the word of God. They used to have an acronym in, in, in school. It was KISS, K-I-S-S. -S. It was keep it simple. I'm not going to say the other word. Keep it simple, silly. Keep it simple, silly. KISS. That means we try to make things more complicated than they really are. We try to make things more complicated than they really are. If we just follow God's word and abide by his word and trust in him, then we have to be fully persuaded that he's going to do what he has promised. The next part of that is so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible, which things are visible. So therefore, so many times we ask God for something and then we want it in our time. We want it in our time and so when it's not manifested in our time, we give up. And then what we do when we give up on that prayer that we just said, is that we cut the blessing off. We have to stay hopeful and stay in faith. Because if you say, Lord, I, 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 I need you to do this for me, Lord. I know you can do it for me. But in your mind, you say, Lord, then do it quick enough for the automatic Lord not going to do it. You just cut your blessing. But that's what the enemy wants you to do. Because there's no stature of limitation on faith. There's no stature of limitation on faith. So we have to remind ourselves that when we say something, when we ask God for something, because he said ask. He said ask. When we ask God for something, we have to understand that it's manifested in the spiritual realm first. Everything that, that we see and everything that we, we can touch and feel was created in the spiritual realm first, even if it began with a thought. Everything that you see, you can look around in your house, everything was manifested in the spiritual realm first. Even when it became a thought, then you had to speak it into existence, but it had to come together. We're just talking about, talking about the conception of a child. Everything happened in the spirit realm first. But the formulating of that child is happening where you cannot see it. Everything is coming together with that child in the womb. Every part of the body is coming together, but you can't see it. We have to think about when we plant a seed in the ground. The seed has to plant its roots first before it breaks up out of the soil. So while it's gaining roots, it's gained, we see nothing in the soil. We don't see anything. But all along, it's growing. It's growing underneath the soil and the roots are spreading. And depending on what kind of seed it was, how deep the root has to go to push it out. The bigger the, the, the manifestation, the more, the deeper the root has to go. Well, that's a word for somebody. That's a word for somebody. Depending on the seed, 
depending on the seed and how big it's going to manifest determines how deep the roots are going to go. We, we can think about an oak tree. An oak tree starts as an acorn. An oak tree starts as, a, as an acorn, but we know how deep our oak tree roots go. Oak trees sometimes destroy the foundation of their home, destroy the foundation of the con concrete. But the roots is just not on top. The roots are deeper than that. But you got to understand the big manifestation that just happened. So I'm saying that we have to dig deep into our roots. And our roots is in the word of God. How deep are you in the soil in the, with the word of God? How deep are you in the soil with the word of God? Because we are all seeds. We are all seeds. Some of us are still growing our roots and our roots are, are getting, getting deeper and deeper into the soil before we sprout so everybody can see. So we bust through the earth to where we blossom to where everybody can see. But it's the point in time where nobody can see what's going on. Nobody can see what's going on. Nobody can see what's turning on in your life. Nobody can see the spiritual things that you're going through. Nobody can see that with the, the, the mind things that you're going through. Nobody can see the growth because your roots are gaining depth. I said to you all once before that higher height, deeper depth. The higher the tree grows, the deeper the root is. The higher the tree goes, the deeper the root is. So we have to understand, we have to be rooted in the word of God. We have to dig deep where the roots have to go so deep that we can't, it's hard for us to get pulled up from the word of God because our roots are so deep into the soil. It says, so, so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. If the Lord takes time with us in all of our wrongdoing and waits on us to get our life together and waits on us to come to him and waits on us until we read the word of God and waits on us until we worship him and waits on us till we glorify him. Why don't we have patience with God? If God wait, waited on you, if God waited on you, why we don't have patience with God? We ask for something as soon as we say, a, a few weeks ago, oh, the Lord not going to give it to me. The Lord not going to, he not going to do it. Why are we so impatient with God? Faith. The word says you have to have faith as a mustard seed. Just have faith of a mustard seed, and that mountain will be moved. Now we got to think about those mountains. What are those mountains in your life that need to be moved? If you have faith of, of, a, of, a, of a mustard seed, say the mountains will be moved. What mountain and what opposition that you have in your life? Do you have faith in God that, that God will move that mountain or whatever that mountain is in your life? Are you fully persuaded that God is going to do what he said he was going to do and remove that mountain because you have faith that God is going to remove that mountain out of your life? Whatever that mountain may be. Whatever that mountain.
county may be. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And I want you to pay close attention to this. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, talking about the Father, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now this is the confidence. Let's stop at that word confidence. It says now this is the confidence that we ought to have in the Father. What was confidence? What confidence? Confidence is trust. Confidence is trust. See, it's so hard for, for us to trust. So hard for us to trust. We have to do everything possible in our flesh and, 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 and before we're able to trust. Before we able, we have to do it our way first. And then when we fail in every way that we possibly could do it, then we say, Lord, I trust you. But why we just couldn't trust God from the beginning? Why we just couldn't have that confidence in God from the beginning? We put our confidence and faith in everything else. Look how the world is now. We put confidence in our jobs. We put confidence in school. We put confidence in everything. And it seems the confidence that we had in these things has failed us. But we know one person that hasn't failed us. That's Jesus Christ. Because he's not a man that he should lie. He's a keeper of his word and his covenant. He's asking you to have confidence in him. This is the time to where God is testing you. The Father is testing you to see how much you will lean on him. How much are you leaning on him? Are you leaning on his word? Are you leaning on his promise? Are you leaning on his covenant? See, we have to be mindful of covenants. Because in, in, the, in the physical world, we, we have covenants and we can go to civil court and, and get that disannulled. We can have go to civil court and get a covenant broken up. But see this covenant between us and God, that's a life covenant. That's a covenant through his blood. Not our blood, but his blood that he shed for us. This is a blood covenant. So God is saying, have confidence in me. What's the word? If you believe in me <laughs> and the things that I do, you will do greater things. It says that if we ask anything according to his will, maybe the things that you're asking for are not in his will. There's no need to get mad at the Father because the Father is not going to give you anything that's out of his will because he doesn't want to hurt you. He doesn't want to hurt you. If one of my children or one of your children out there is asking for something and you know whatever they're asking for, if they're not ready for it or it might cause them harm, will you give it to them? So how much more would your Father do for you? that created you. How much more? 
If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We have to be careful what we speak it and what we say. Because God hears us. When we complain, God hears us. When we go against his will and voice things out, he hears us. The Lord doesn't want to hear us complain. The Lord doesn't want to hear us when we have rebellious talk. He wants to hear his word. He wants to hear his covenant. Whatever issue, when we're the technology figures. We're the technology age where we can find anything on the internet. We have the Bible app on our phone. Anything that you're going through, you can find it, even if you don't know the scripture. You can find it and look it up on your phone. I'm going through health problems. I'm going through financial problems. I'm going through marital problems. I'm going through problems with my children. It's in the word of God. It's in the word of God. And the promises were in the word of God also. Why do, when we have issues and promises and problems, we go away from God instead of running to God? Every time we have issues and problems, we run away from God instead of running to God. That's what the enemy wants you to do. That's called the enemy is accusing you because he's the accuser. He said, you're not good enough. The Lord don't want to see you right now. You made a mistake. The Lord don't want to be bothered. You're not good enough to be in the kingdom of God. These are the things that the accuser says. But when you make a mistake or make a slip up, you should be running to God. All of us fall short of the glory of God. The word says where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. But I tell you, people of God, to have confidence, have trust in the word of God. Especially during these times, have trust and watch, watch God promise fulfilled. Watch it, watch it manifest in your life. Watch it. It's, it's so many. If you asking for something, understand that God. Sometimes God has to move things around, move things around for that blessing to come to you. The blessing is just not straightforward because first, if you asking for something, sometimes God has to clean up the mess that you already placed in front of Him before the blessing is able to get to you. God has to clean up your mess. The mess, nobody else's mess, things that you did in your life, God has to clean up. Jesus has to clean up before that blessing is even manifested in your life. That's why we don't have a straight way blessing. That's why it's not straight way. What has to be cleaned up in your life for God to get to you? For the blessing to get to you? What has to be cleaned up in your life? See, you can't go to God any kind of way. When they say blood washed, that means everything around you has to be blood washed. If you're asking God for, to bless you, are you in position to be blessed? Are you asking God to do something for you? Are you in position to receive what you've been asking for? It's not God's fault. You can't get mad at God. You got to find out what you were positioned in God. 
What's holding what's holding things up for you? Sometimes we have to we, we have a hard time evaluating ourselves. The, the psychologists use this, this terminology called uh, uh, psychoanalyzing yourself. That means I look inward and see what's going on with me. I gotta I gotta look in internal and see what's going on. Why is all these things going on in my life? We blame everything on the enemy, but sometimes it's us. We blame everything on the enemy, but sometimes it's us, our flesh, that get us out of position to receive. We gotta have confidence. We gotta have trust in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have to lean on him. And in times like this, there's no time to lose it. I know that sometimes your emotions go up and down and your emotions change like the weather. But that's when we have to go to the word of God. That's why the word of God is said, I give you peace that passes all understanding. You, everything going crazy out here, but I got peace in my house. I give you joy that the world didn't give to you. See, you thought that you had joy because of things that was going on in the world. You went here, you went there. But do you have real joy? The joy that you find in Christ. The Lord gave you peace. He gives you joy. But you have to get in His Word. You have to have confidence in His Word. You have to have trust in His Word. You have to be fully persuaded. That's, that's I believe that's in Romans 4 and 21. You have to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that God is going to do what He's saying He has promised. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal, Father, we come to say thank you. Thank you, Father God. We trust and we believe in you, Father God. We lean on you, Father God. There's nobody but you that's covering us with your precious blood. There's nobody but you, Father God, that's keeping our household in order. There's nobody but you, Father God, that's keeping our hurt, home in danger from us, Father. We ask you that you continue to bless us. Continue to pour into us, Father God. Give us revelation, word, and, and decisions in our life, Father God, and direction in our life, Father. As we open your book, Father God, and we read your word, Father God, we chew your word, we devour your word, so we're able to speak your word, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. Father God, we will we'll be slow. we we'll be so careful, Father God, in the directions that we go. Father, we stand on your word. We receive every blessing, every spiritual blessing that you've given us in the name of Jesus, Father. We remove every opposition out of our way, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.